Hey, welcome into the Best Coast Fantasy Football Podcast. My name's Brandon. I got Jordan, Zach, and Ritter here with me today. How y'all doing? Yo, what's going on? Hello, hello. Thanks for having me. Yeah. All right. We got a special episode again. We're going to do our first Superflex mock draft of the season. So we're going to do two rounds again, Superflex, same style format as we did um, on the last episode, just two rounds, um, each picking one through four, and then again, five through uh, eight, and then so on through 12. So it's pretty easily done. We'll each have two picks in the, or three picks in the first round. So um, this time we're actually going to be using uh, Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay's um, collab for a three-round mock. So that's how we're going to be determining where these players are going, where they're drafted, and that's what we're going to kind of base our our mocks off of so um any exciting news besides uh jalen hurts i guess getting the bag um we're officially one contract. week away from the draft now that is yeah, true yeah one week today um let's see oh we got the alan robinson trade oh Ooh, big yep. trade Huge big trade, trade. <laughs> yeah, the, Ram, the rams are paying 10 million dollars to not have him on their team Yep, so. just to move up uh, half a round. Not well, it's no, like seven it's seven picks. Good. It's not even half a round in the seventh. At that. Is it? No, it's yeah. it's like low seven to high seven, isn't it? I don't know. Regardless, it's, it's not very exciting. Um, a lot of rumors circulating about uh, Trey Lance, though. A few teams kind of interested in in trying to get Trey Lance. Minnesota being one of them. So yeah, if I've, I've tried... Trey Lance gets traded before Rogers, I'll be so angry. <laughs> it's yeah who knows if rogers is gonna get traded probably yeah. not i'm not that lucky i don't know if the the lance thing is real or if it's just you know teams kicking the tires seeing how much they'd want for him. and I, I imagine it's still quite a bit um given their quarterback situation but given how much they gave up to get him yeah <laughs> i mean well yeah. not only that but then what are the other options you got purdy with one arm and Sam Darnold. So, <laughs> yeah, from what I read, from what I read, the the Niners weren't actively shopping him, but they were receiving calls from other teams about him. So, um, I don't know if this is at, like if it's actually going to happen. Uh, it seems more and more likely that Brock Purdy is the who the team expects to be their franchise quarterback at least for this upcoming season or two. Uh, but we'll we'll have to see how that plays out. It's gonna it's probably gonna be over the next couple months. Not like, I mean, I guess we could see a Trey Lance deal like on draft day, maybe. Unless they draft somebody and just send the whole league into chaos. <laughs> be hilarious. If you were Carolina or Houston with one or two, would you rather Young or Stroud, or would you take the chance and try and get Trey Lance? I'll take Young or Stroud. But I would definitely take Young. Levis. I would definitely take Young as well. Stroud, I would take Young or Stroud over over Lance. I mean, nothing against Lance. You just we haven't seen enough out of him, and you know that the type of quarterback that he is just doesn't last as long in the NFL, and he's already suffered some serious injuries. <laughs> he's played like what? Uh, this is hyperbole, but like what? Like six games in the last eight years. So. Yeah, they really don't still don't know who he is. He's got all the tools for it, though. He yeah. also didn't beat out clearly Jimmy Garoppolo. So, yeah, 
and now and now they're willing to start Mr. Irrelevant over him. So I mean that's I mean Mr. Irrelevant balled out though. So Mr. Irrelevant, I'm proud of that boy. Yeah. The, uh, the only other rumor I saw today, um, which is just like peak off season, someone asked Tom Brady if he would consider coming out of retirement if the Miami job opened up. And he said and he has he, some friends. <laughs> yeah, he did he didn't say no was basically the the takeaway, so <laughs> never know with this guy. Yeah, you can't, can't have the attention away from him for too long, so it's time for it to come back. I, I mean, if Tua gets another concussion, though, that's, that's a juicy go. spot. If we Tua saw, does get hurt again, I could see them making the call to him. We saw Jay Cutler come out of retirement, who had a uh, commentating gig to play, so I'd never say Smoking never. Smoking Jay Cuddy. That's right. So you never know. You do, you never know. All right, well, should we hop into this uh, mock draft here? I think we should. Okay, right. so picking one is Jordan, two is going to be Ritter, three is me, and four is going to be Zach, and then we'll just continue rotating through. So, uh, Jordan, you are on the clock. All right, let's get it. I am not going to be switching it up here. I'm going to be doing what I think pretty much everybody is doing and taking Bijan Robinson. I know this is a super flex, but Bijan is like that blue chip prospect. We've talked about him a bunch. Uh, if you are at the 101, you're definitely in a rebuild and you don't want to take a running back for your roster. You would rather like you should be trying to trade down to two, three or four, take one of these quarterbacks and, and build things up. But if you're at the 101, don't overthink it. Take Bijan Robinson. They've got him going top ten to Philly in this too. That's that's yeah. as juicy as it gets. Oh, Zach, would that be painful? Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. not only am I a Cowboys fan, I also have Jalen Hurts who uh, up for for my main dynasty team, and you know, any he 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 ran a lot in <laughs> a lot of red zone converted on the ground, um, which you would think since they paid him and then spent top 10 capital on a running back. That's, that's going to diminish some there. So yeah, that would that'd be a double whammy. Mm-hmm. All right. Ritter, who do you got at the number two? See, this is hard, but I think the obvious choice for me personally, um, I've been kind of in a rebuild mode for like two years now, it seems. So I think I have to go Bryce young. I want to go safe. I want to go with the person who has the shown the most talent. People have like overblown the size thing, I think, personally. Yeah, I agree. I think that's the right pick is take Bryce Young. I think he has the safest floor with a great ceiling and all the tools to plus the draft capital and everything you'd want to see. So that's the guy. Plus, uh, I really—I was talking to Brandon about this the uh, earlier today, wasn't it? Uh, that I actually really think it's understated the combination of Thieland and Shark. I think it's a good combination to kind of get him on his feet. I mean, they're going to add more. It's not an elite receiver room, but it's weapons you can use and trust. Uh, so he's going to have something to do uh, in there. And yeah, like I loved um, the Sanders move there too. It's—it's it's just they're building right, I think. I've heard some other really smart people say that same thing recently. So, yeah. Well, I am going to go with the guy that I selected uh, in our last episode. I'm going to go with Stroud. Again, this is similar. Even in this mock draft, they have 
Houston taking Stroud at two and then JSN going to them at 12. And I, I like that young roster being built with him. Um, I think he may start out with a little bit more struggles than young, but I still like the direction, you know, for him. I still think he's a, a you know, top two or three pick uh, in all super flex drafts. Yeah, that's actually, um, I think him and JSN going together and continuing that connection of theirs is what really makes pick four difficult because I really want to take JSN there. Uh, however, if this uh, mock of theirs was to come to fruition, uh, Anthony Richardson to the Colts at 104, that's not only is it dream capital, that's dream scenario landing spot. So uh, I'm going to take Anthony Richardson, who's got the highest upside of anyone in the entire draft uh, at the dream landing spot. The Colts finally go young. <laughs> They're not trying to run <laughs> a veteran back for uh, the 10th year in a row or however many it's been. It hasn't been that long since luck left, but feels like it. It feels like it. Yeah. Also luck felt old at the end. Yeah. I like that pick though. I mean, I think Richardson has a chance to be, you know, special, like, in terms of fantasy, for sure, like Hertz and Lamar. Um, and it's just a matter of, you know, what he can do once he gets into the NFL, too. I don't foresee him. I mean, maybe if he goes to top five, he's going to start week one because you kind of have that, you know, you need to start them then. But uh, I think in all likelihood, um, Gardner Minshew is going to be their week one starter. And then whoever they draft behind him, um, especially if it's Anthony Richardson, who's more of a developmental guy, is going to come along mid-season or later, mm-hmm. or, you know, barring injury. Unless Minshew Mania goes crazy. That's a bad division. <laughs> it, it could. It could. Such a bad division. Other than Jacksonville, that division is terrible. Um, but, you know, we do have Tennessee taking Will Levis here at 111. He's interesting here at the 1-5. Uh, for me, it's between him and Jackson Smith and Jigba. Uh, I've talked about it that I'm a little lower on Jameer Gibbs than some other people are. So um, I think at the 105 here, I would be just taking the safer floor with Jackson Smith and Jigba. So that's who I'm going to take. Um, Levis is a little more of a ceiling play, but I've, you know, JSN has plenty of ceiling as well. And I just think he's a, a safer pick there. Um, you know, the number one wide receiver on the board. So I like it. That's really rude of your, I, you know, you made my job a lot harder, so I don't appreciate it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, this one's actually really hard because I do not like Levis. I, um, and so just looking here, like it's really hard for super flex. I guess it depends if you have no quarterback, or, you know, you're needing, and you're picking this, well, you're, you're picking semi-high, so maybe you don't have the best room. Um, I think that that's something to consider, but really, um, I don't know. I I like Zay Flowers. I don't like the landing spot, so I think I would go just because it is uh, the Chargers to go to Jordan Addison. Uh, just it's, it's a, you know, uh, Keenan uh, Allen's getting older. It's not a uh, I mean, it's just a good talent going to a team that will be able to utilize him really well. 
Yeah, I think I like that Chargers landing spot better than the Giants one from the last one. Me too. Mm -hmm. And I like that one a lot, so. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely got the targets there. They've got a good quarterback. You know, you're landing with Herbert for a long time. He's going to get a huge extension. Um, So, yeah, that's a really nice landing spot. Uh, It's tough in a super flex to take him over a guy like Will Levis, who's got, you know, a decent landing spot here in Tennessee, going at the 111, really high draft capital and has some weapons around him. Um, You know, first round wide receiver from last year, as well as Derrick Henry. And, uh, you know, this is a team that won the division two years ago. Right. So um, I I think they're, they're, you know. They're certainly not They're as bad winning off the division as, till last week of the season this year. So yeah, they're certainly not yeah. as bad off as Indy or Houston. So um, yeah, I, I just that's don't love a tough the receiver one. room either. It's just uh, yeah, like I see here that they had Darnell Washington going there, which is good for blocking too. But uh, just I'm too afraid. I'm not brave enough. Well, I am going to go quarterback again and go with Will Levis. And you basically just, just described pretty much all the reasons why I would take him at 107. You know, I, I think he's got a chance to, you know, at, a, at 111, they're, they're going to use him as a starter. I mean, they don't have the draft capital in any other quarterback right now. Um, you know, they they were in it, and I think they just needed that piece to protect the ball and be able to move the ball besides just Derrick Henry. And I think, you know, Levis is capable of doing that. I think he's got a, you know, a ceiling that can go up, but I also think he has one of the lowest floors out of all of the quarterbacks that could be drafted in the top, you know, 15 picks. So if, if Tennessee were to take him, they'd still start Tannehill this year though, right? Uh, yeah, I would think so. Probably. Cause they've been trying to trade him and no one is interested with that contract. It would be interesting to see like what they would do. I mean, he probably would start the season, but I would imagine that Levis would take over at some point, you know, at least after the bye week. Um, yeah. I, I like that landing spot for him. I mean, that's, I think with Tannehill, it's actually a benefit kind of like I was saying with Anthony Richardson, where he'll get, he's not, shouldn't be thrown in week one, just thrown to the wolves. Um, but that team, I mean, they drafted, Traylon Burks last year, who's got a lot of upside, but he played or he was hurt most of the last year and he was a, another project guy at wide receiver, but they need weapons. I mean, I would hate to spend a top 11 pick on a quarterback and then just have nobody to throw to. And they already have a suspect offensive line. That's, I like the coaching staff. I like their GM, what they've done the last few years, but you gotta, you can't just throw them out there and get murdered. True. true. Agree. I think I know right, Zach got- is going to take here. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this, this I'm pretty sure they must have done this before Pittsburgh traded for Allen Robinson because they have Zay Flowers going to Pittsburgh at 17. Um, had Allen Robinson not gotten traded there, I, I would do the Zay Flowers trade, but he did. Um, Pittsburgh doesn't really miss on wide receiver capital either. Like It seems like everybody they take hits. Um, yeah, just but about. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go full Homer and take Quentin Johnson, uh, the 26 <laughs> pick to Dallas. Um, wow, that's actually not who I was expecting. His, I, I know the other guy. The landing spot is just god awful. <laughs> um, 
QJ's skill set, though, uh, is sort of the opposite of Lamb's. So, like, I foresee them being a good uh, tandem there because, like, Lamb's sort of your slot guy who can also play outside. QJ's more of the, at least physically, the prototypical alpha style, you know, big, strong, fast. So, uh, I don't see either of them, like, hurting each other necessarily. They're more uh, complementary, um, skill set wise, at least. I like that pick a lot more than who I think we both thought you might take. I that <laughs> landing spot is atrocious, and I'm just waiting for someone to mention it. <laughs> Honestly, it I is. don't think it's so bad. Uh, yeah, I do. I'm, I agree. Um, makes things interesting here at the one eight. Uh, with I mean, I think ever, anybody who's seen it, the Kuiper and McShay mock knows that we're we're talking about Jameer Gibbs, who lands with Detroit at pick 48 here um yeah i don't like that landing spot either i've heard people talk about Bijan going to detroit which i actually don't mind um because he i mean Bijan's Bijan, but he can also play any role um and and, well it's it there's a different type that's that's like more of a jamal williams type where you know even if swift plays a little bit it's it doesn't hurt Bijan. like and gibbs and swift are so such similar play styles and pass catchers and everything yeah. that I, I'd be curious what would happen. They're both sort of redundant then. Um, yeah. Yeah. And as a Swift owner, that was just a, a double gut punch again. So, Yeah, that's brutal. Um, here at the one nine, man, this is tough. Um, I, I do think you're, you know, like with Pittsburgh, this was probably done before the Allen Robinson trade was official. Although I don't know how much that really impacts anything. Like he, he seems to have really kind of fallen off a cliff. Yeah. Um, you know, Gibbs seems give like much to get him. No, Gibbs seems like the obvious choice here just based on the our pre draft evaluations of these guys and um you know the the way they've gone in most uh rookie mocks. But also, you know, or we've got Hendon Hooker going to Seattle early in the second. And I've heard this or, or I've heard a few quarterbacks mentioned as potentially going to Seattle, sitting behind Geno Smith for a year. And that if you take one of these developmental guys and put them in that system um, to sit for a year that, you know, the upside is insane. Hen and Hooker, I don't love as a prospect. He is older. Uh, he has some red flags in his profile, but um, getting this kind of draft capital and going to a really good situation in a super flex, that's tough to pass on. I think he'd be definitely worthy of a first round pick in a situation like this. Um, so I'm kind of torn here. I think the probably the best surefire pick here is Zay Flowers going to Pittsburgh with the 17th overall pick. That feels just like the safest and smartest play here. So I'm going to go ahead and take Zay Flowers. I, I like that pick. I mean, like you said, I I don't know that Allen Robinson really does anything. And I think there's – I don't know what's going to happen with Deontay Johnson. I mean, he was going to hold out. He did get that three-year contract. But, like, do they trade him at the end of the season or midseason, you know, as well? I mean – you would think they could get something out of Deontay Johnson too. So I, I don't think that's a bad pick at all. Yeah. Well, there's if, rumors if, Deontay is they're receiving calls about Deontay Johnson. 
Mm-hmm. If Robinson does hurt him, I don't think he hurts him past this season. And you're drafting a rookie for the long term. Um, exactly. You know, hopefully, hopefully you're not just drafting for this next year. If you're just looking at rookies right now, but they're not all going to be Jeffersons and Chase. You know, we're, we're, we we've been spoiled recently. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, this year especially, it's more a lot of, a lot more like receiver twos and PPR kind of guys. So. Uh, which isn't bad, but you know, just you can't expect an alpha to come out everything, you know, every single year. So, not until next year. I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I said every single year. No, it's every other year apparently. Yeah. Um, Marvin that Jones. makes it hard because I did really or like Marvin Harrison. Dallas I mean, there. yeah, Junior. Um, yeah. this is this is tough. Um. Let's see. Actually, I don't mind Gibbs here um, because um, the one thing I will say, like, uh, counter to what you're saying is, like, it does take away the obvious passing down thing uh, because both of them will be clear passing down, uh, you know, backs. So they're going to be diverse. They also don't have that tight end, and I know they can address that. Like, it's projected here. Shoemaker is going to be there. But um, I'm just saying it's like, you know, they like to mix it up. It could be something to kind of make uh, defenses question it. And then it's going to be someone who's a couple years younger who doesn't have the same injury concerns. And so they can phase out. And if you're looking more than, you know, a year ahead, then it could be something that they see as the future. So um, really leaning that way. Um, I, I'm not the biggest fan of Jalen Hyatt, but I do really like, um, you know, seeing that Young is going to be using uh, him. And then Hooker also is super tempting, especially since I kind of passed up on a quarterback earlier. Uh, mm, you know what? I've talked myself into Hooker, I think right here not i don't love the prospect he's but i also do love that um yeah that seattle does have a, a starter here for a couple of years so they can take their time and really develop him so i think i will just go with hooker i mean in the 10th spot you're getting a quarterback going to a good should be a good team with good weapons at the very least um yes we could do a lot worse with decent draft capital and it's something I had to Gino. I, th- I would trust that I could start him and get production. Like he's proven that he knows how to, you know, get receivers to score. Yeah, and uh, uh, one note on this is part of the reason that I I like him so much. If he were to go early in the second to a situation like this, is uh, we've seen some of these rushing quarterbacks who you know have that they have that upside for fantasy football that we love to see, but we've seen them not quite get the same draft capital and still have success at the NFL level. We saw it with Jalen hurts. We saw it with Lamar Jackson, who was the last pick of the first round. So this is kind of that range where those guys who have some question marks as pocket passers tend to go. Um, but that we've seen success with them and we've definitely seen fantasy success with them. So that's, that'd be an exciting landing spot for a head and hooker. I do love the spot. That's the only reason why I went that way. Ah, <laughs> uh, so it is crazy to me to still. I I am still gonna pass up on Gibbs. Um, I just that spot is. If he went there, that spot would absolutely <laughs> hurt his draft capital for me. Um, Charbonnet going to the Rams. I do kind of like that spot 
there. Um, I do love that. But I'm actually going to go with uh, UNC boy uh, Josh Downs from going to Buffalo. Uh, I really like that landing spot. Um, You know, we talked a little bit about the Buffalo receiver. I mean, them taking him in the second round too. I just – I, I like that pick. I like like where he's at. I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up a little bit getting drafted a little bit higher than 59. Um, I've seen some mocks where he goes to like New York in the second round. I've seen the Jets in the second round. Um, but uh, I like I like the Buffalo landing spots. So. Nice. All right. Well, the slide stops here. I'm going to take Jameer Gibbs. Um, <laughs> All right. With, at a certain point, you know, not everybody's going to ha- go to a, a perfect landing spot. Um, and some guys go to a perfect landing spot and they're not great. So at some point you have to just draft based on talent. Um, I think he's as talented as anybody not named Bijan. Um, I, th- I have him in the same tier as JSN as just a pure talent standpoint. Uh, he we is... took him at three in our other draft. So Yeah. Well, that was a lot better landing spot too, though. Yes. <laughs> um, and then we also took five quarterbacks before him here. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean the the landscape of a, a roster can change so quickly, especially at running back. Um, you know, uh, Monty could flame out, Swift could get hurt, either one could get traded, um, and then all of a sudden he's, he's sitting right there, and he's the only running back who got taken in the second round in this mock. So the the capital is high, much high. Like he went a full round higher than uh, Charbonnet, even though Charbonnet's in a probably better situation. Um, the the I think the Lions are a better team than the Rams. I don't think I'm going out on too much of a limb there for this next season, at least. So, no, certainly uh, not. I'm going to take the talent and, and go Gibbs to end the first round. Yeah, I think just based on the talent level, he shouldn't make it out of the first round, even if he had a really bad landing spot. And, you know, we the other thing is we see in this mock a lot of good landing spots for other players. So it's the combination that's that's moved him so far down. Um, you know, if we didn't have such good landing spots for like Quentin Johnson, Johnson, uh, Hendon Hooker, for instance, in Seattle, like then I would be a lot higher on Gibbs comparatively. Um so, yeah, I, I definitely like that. Uh, now, things get really interesting here heading into the second round. Um, not really any quarterbacks that are anywhere near what we'd be looking for. Um, so really just focused on, you know, running back and wide receiver. There are some still some good players here. I love Charbonnet. The Rams is a decent landing spot. Uh, you also have A-Chain going to the Chargers is really interesting in the third round. Um, and then you've got, you know, you have good tight end prospects, but I don't think I'd want to use a pick this high on one of those guys. So I think I'm going to stick with my pre-draft evaluation. Plus it's a decent landing spot. I'm going to take Zach Charbonnet here at two one. Good call. All right, Josh, you're up. You're making me feel like it's an actual draft, and it's really frustrating when the people you're like, hmm, can they please just drop me one spot, like, constantly. Um, yeah, if you're getting everybody you want at every spot you draft, your league sucks. Just straight up. <laughs> True. <laughs> Sometimes you just want you just want that win. 
I mean, no, it, it's the, you know, you always have to uh, have at least five contingencies for three picks ahead of you. So, um, you know, I feel like that's always the best way to approach it. I do love Charbonnet there. I don't, I'm not a big fan of Acre. Um, so I love that. Um, I'm really high in a lot of these tight ends and I really want to take one. But if you're seeing that a trend that they're not going and you'll have a few that you like, follow that, I always say. Uh, so, um, but I do love a chain, as you guys mentioned, and I think that's what I'm going to lock into. Um, I just He's sucking. <laughs> I did it somebody else. No, but I, it's just, um, especially with the trade rumors and the, you know, that uh, Eckler's been so much tread on him now, and you know he's at the end of the contract, is not looking like it's going to be a happy departure, even if he stays. Uh, I'm looking to the future. This guy is a baller. He's a grinder, and he's fast. So I I like him, and I like that spot. That's not uh, the the running back um, archetype. I would think they would take. Um, I mean, they they couldn't run the ball to kill the clock in the playoffs. So I would think they would go somebody bigger instead of the smallest running back. But I mean, again, take the talent and go into he's a good offense. Fast as heck, though. Yeah. <laughs> that may be he's got to get. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's fast, man. Um, I am. I am gonna go with. Uh, this is tough. I actually really like this landing spot, though. Similar to why I liked. Uh, JSN going with Stroud, but I'm going to go with Jalen Hyatt going to Carolina. Um, I like the the talent of Hyatt, anyways, but you know, taking a receiver in in the early third isn't a bad idea, especially with a young new quarterback. He can build that you know rapport with him. So that's where I'm going to go with it. Two three. I like that. Young's got it. the arm to to chuck it up to him too. Um, yeah. I think that any other quarterback, I would not love that combination. But Young, I think, is the one that wouldn't uh, work best with Hyatt. That wouldn't or would? No, I think Young it would be the one that makes Hyatt okay. work best. Yeah, yep. Like that combination specifically. A couple of short kings out there, no Charlotte. Um, all right, this next guy, I've been eyeing him. Um, I was both happy and disappointed on this mock to see him climbing because I've seen him climbing a lot of mocks. Um, and I've seen him climbing in the ADP charts as well. Um, one of the other podcasts I listened to has been championing this guy for months and I, I finally grinded some tape on him and I'm really excited about Marvin Mims. Um, they've got him going in the second round, end of the second round to Kansas city. Uh, that receiver room is, is going to be a, a cluster <laughs> this next season <laughs> um barring them getting like um deandre D-Hop. hopkins or something mm-hmm. yeah like you never know who's going to be the wide receiver one but everybody wants a piece of that offense everybody wants a piece of mahomes um mm-hmm. and a second round wide receiver i mean that's it's worth the risk so uh, lock him up for me at uh 204 Nice, nice. Yeah, I'm hearing a lot of buzz about Marvin Mims. I need to go watch some more tape on him. Uh, but I think, you know, with the landing spot in the draft capital, that's a great choice. Um, <clears throat> we do have 
couple more second round wide receivers here that are interesting. Jonathan Mingo has been climbing draft boards and he's like, if you're, if you're drafting on sleeper, he's way, way down there. Uh, so, you know, if the NFL drafts are talking about, you know, this guy may be going a lot higher, definitely somebody to, uh, go take a second look at. Um, so, but there's, there's some running backs here that I love the landing spots for in the third round. Uh, and I think I'm going to take one of those right now and I'm going to go, oh, both of these guys are great. Did you scroll down? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'd already seen those guys down there. Um, but I, I'm torn between two of those guys down there. I think I am going to go. I'm going to go with Kendra Miller, who goes to Dallas in this mock at the 90th pick overall. Uh, I, you know, I love the size. I love his film. Um, so uh, it. I just I like him in the middle of the second going to a good landing spot where you've really only got Tony Pollard and I don't know what's going to happen with Zeke. So the way things are shaking out currently, uh, that's just an awesome landing spot and a good second round pick. Yeah, I definitely think that's that's a home run for for you and for Dallas. Is Tony Pollard's going to be their main running back, but he's not going to be a bell cow either. He's not going to run it twenty times every week at least. Um, there's a, opportunity. I, I like that spot. For Miller, I lie. That's yeah, it's a good landing spot. Well, Mark McCarthy's come out and said they plan to run the ball more this year, which you know, take Hooray. it for what it's worth. But, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> take it for what it's worth. It's, it could be coach I speak, it could be idiot coach speak, but that's the uh, plan, at least publicly so far. All right, well, actually, this worked out for me, uh, because I mean, I do like Cedric Tillman for his placement. But I think looking down here, um, yeah, I think I'm going to go with uh, a running back as well, Rashawn Johnson here. Um, just nice. uh, I like the talent. I like the the spot. Um, you know, uh, Connor over there. Uh, uh, you know, I like Connor, but uh, it's it's at the end of his is uh it's his back nine. Let's say. And uh, I like that for the future. And also, I think he can really have success. Plus, there's a lot of buzz that um, Bijan, uh, uh, you know, kind of masked how great he actually is. So, love that. Yeah, he. That's that's who I was torn between was Kendra Miller and Roshan Johnson. So that I think uh, I think with those two landing spots, a lot of people would be. Ex- really excited for those guys. They're guys who already have buzz in the dynasty community, and you know people are watching film on these guys and and recognizing how good they are. And so it's just going to come down to the draft capital. And if they're third round picks going to good landing spots, there's going to be a lot of hype on these guys. I could see them going. I I considered one of them over a chain uh, or over yeah uh, over like a chain or Jalen Hyatt like early in the second for me. Mm-hmm. Now I'm stuck. One thing I do want to point out is they only did a, a only they did a three round mock. Um, this is a very deep running back class, so there's a lot of names that you'll hear um, in the dynasty circles and even redraft circles, rookie running backs that just aren't on this list. Um, so for that sake, we're not. There's probably more running backs would be taken um, in a real mm-hmm. draft, but 
We're just not seeing them on Kuiper's list. Yeah. Um, right here is usually not a terrible spot to take, you know, a tight end. I'm not a big fan of the landing spot for Mayer, uh, just yeah. with the rapport that Ingram and uh, them are having there. Kincaid in Green Bay is not terrible. Um, I actually, I kind of like the, the, you know, tank Dell to the giants. Um, that's, that's an interesting spot there for me. I, that's kind of where I'm, I'm leaning. Um, I think I am going to go with the, the tank Dell to, uh, the giants. I, I think he's, he's got that breakaway speed. Um, you know, he had an insanely fast 40 time at the combine. Um, he's, I, yeah, I'm going to go tank Dell. All right. Giants need receivers. So I, mm-hmm. that could work. I, I just want to pause really quick and, uh, congratulate you, Brandon. I thought for sure you were going to be me and be a homer on that pick. So I, I just want to congratulate take Spears. I'm taking him off the board right here. I was like, there's no way he's going to make it back to me, but I, I was going to, but I, I was trying to avoid just being the homer pick, you know, and I, I do like, I do like tank Dell though to New York. I, I actually do like that pick. So, I mean, I don't think Spears is a bad pick here either at all. So, I don't either. That's why I'm going to take him. So, uh, is it <laughs> sleeper? Doesn't even have him on there. Dell. Hey, I I gotta ask. Okay, yeah, that's what I was gonna ask. Is this Nathaniel Dell or is this Tank yeah, Bigsby? It's, Nathaniel Dell. it's no, not Tank, Tank Bigsby. It's it's yeah. uh, it's Nathaniel Dell. He's called Tank Nathaniel, ironically because yeah. he's small. No, he's his name is listed under his prospect profile as Tank Dell. So, but I think his real name is like Nathaniel. His, um, his real name is Nathaniel. Is but for uh, some uh, reason, Sleeper has him ranked at like six hundred and sixty-four, <laughs> which is really weird to me that he would be ranked that low. I okay, mean, so wait, going so in the third round, so it's not Nathaniel Dell. It is. It is. It is. It is. Okay. All right. Yeah, <laughs> it's Sleeper like a, has him. It's like um, Dak Prescott's not really his real name, you know. That's, that's yeah. That sort of All thing. right. I was a little confused. No, when I was looking for him on Sleeper, I was like, did someone take him? And I was like looking again. And I was like, no, no one's taken him yet. I was a little confused myself. But no, he uh, it is under Nathaniel Dell on, on Sleeper. Is which he is kind smaller of than uh, A-Chain? I think he is. I don't think he's anybody's five, smaller. He's 5'8", 165 pounds. Woo. All right, he might be. Sleeper says 5'10", but yeah. Well, I'm looking at his... NFL his, his draft profile. Okay. Yeah. All right. He was at, at the 2023 combine. He was the wide receiver four in rank. He's ranked the wide receiver four. So, um, you know, he had an 87 production score of four, four, nine, 40. I, I just, I'm a little surprised that sleep. I don't under, I don't know if sleepers just kind of messed up right now, but that's something to keep an eye on. Cause they do have him ranked right now at 665. It could I think be that people are used to the the tank nickname, and I think so that's the redraft ranking. Yeah, it's got. Anyway, I don't know when you type in his name, that's what he comes up as. So, okay. anyway, I'm going to take the Bronco 
for Brandon that he shockingly <laughs> let slip through the cracks. Uh, yeah. Ty J Spears win the third round. Um, yeah, I if Javante plays this year, I don't foresee him being a uh, every down back or I, even playing well. To be honest, personal opinion, uh, I think he's going to be a stud again in twenty twenty four. But Sean Payton always runs a two back system or more, um, and he's had success with there too. So. Give me a piece. I think Denver's going to be, but I mean, they're not going to be worse on offense than last year. So nope. uh, I'll take that running back. He he didn't run uh, at the combine, but the rumors take it for what it's worth are that he runs about a four four forty. So he's he's not slow. He's not the biggest, but he's not the smallest either. So I like the fit. All right. I am uh, on the clock with my last pick of this draft here at the uh, ninth pick of the second round. And according to this mock, Atlanta Falcons will take Jonathan Mingo with the 44th overall pick. Uh, the guy is 6'2". He's 225. Um, and in that Atlanta team, like they have some weapons, but there's definitely an opening if they become a little higher passer passing volume team, I don't love too many of the other like landing spots. I do like Cedric Tillman a little more as a prospect, but going in the third round and with how I see that Arizona offense being at least for the first few weeks of the season with, we don't, you know, we don't know what's going to happen with Kyler. Uh, I think I'd rather take the shot on a guy who the NFL is saying is a second round pick according to this mock. So uh, I'm going to take a shot on Jonathan Mingo here. If I can like find it. him, he's way down here. With with anybody going to Atlanta, are you concerned given that they uh, prefer to run the ball despite drafting studs in the top 10 the last couple of years? Uh, yes. Um, it, it's not great as far as that is concerned, but there's, you know, there's, there's really only Kyle Pitts and, um, and Drake London. So, uh, you know, Mingo could easily step in as the second wide receiver, either the second or third pass catching option there for Atlanta. So I, I just, I'll take the shot on that. I'll take the shot on the draft capital and assume that the NFL knows better than I do at this point in the draft. Like, uh, that's you know I mean they do anyways but by the time we get to this point I'm I'm caring a little more about draft capital than my my pre-draft evaluations on some of these later round guys so okay. um actually you know the thing is, is that I do know that last year although he wasn't sexy uh, Ritter was considered as one of the, like the the developmental ones that might be the best after a while. So, you know, we don't know. Maybe he'll pop and, uh, you know, they'll really open up that receiving room uh, with him taking over. So uh, that's Being not the best terrible. quarterback of last year's draft isn't really an accomplishment, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but just I'm just saying, you know, for argument's sake, for productivity of the receivers, that there could be a lot more output this year versus last year. So. And maybe I freaking hope so. As a Drake London owner, man, I hope there's more pass volume this year. 
Yeah, I mean, there's uh, not going to be less, right? Like they're going to pass 16 times a game. Yeah, 15. There couldn't be less. <laughs> oh, don't say that. <laughs> well, not only that, but I mean, um, Drake London and Kyle Pitts are both like they're huge and athletic. They have some of the biggest catch radiuses in the league. And Tuiasis, sorry, not Tuiasopo, Mariota had like the worst like catchable ball percentage to the, to those guys like not even just in general but like specifically to those guys it's insane i i don't foresee him being great but he, i don't know he's gonna be worse i just think that we're not appreciating how smart art smith is and he's you know innovated and made the, you know the ground raid uh offense and so you just need five <laughs> running backs ground so that's that's it i like it <laughs> um, that's the future. All right. Oh, God, your last, your last pick, Ritter. Who are you going with? Oh, this is so hard because I really, really want to take a tight end, but I hate the landing spots. Um, for all of this, like Green Bay getting Dalton Kincaid, they like blocking tight ends. Uh, ja- uh Mayer, who I trust as like the most ready, uh, with Ingram there. And then the developmental guys, like I said, I don't like tennis, uh, Tennessee's offense too much. And uh, I don't like Levis as a prospect. So that pairing, I don't uh, – it's hard. Um, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to go with uh, Cedric Tillman. Mm. I think that – I mean, I'm going to go Arizona twice, which I don't love. But it's just – he, you know, he has that body – uh, Hopkins might be on his way out, and it's just overall a good opportunity, and I see a lot of upside there. So, especially at the end of the second round, I, I see that you know he can—he's a big body who can at least fall into the end zone, and uh, you know, I think in this class that's a lot you can say. All right. Well, I was gonna go Tillman. Um, You're welcome. Thank you. I actually am this one normally. Yes. I, I would have went tight end here as well, but agreed with pretty much everything. there. not a big fan of the landing spots and how long you may have to wait to even be able to use them. So it's not really worth a second round pick to me. I'm actually going to go with uh, Tyler Scott um, going to Baltimore. Um, you know, he's pretty, pretty quick guy. I like the overall, um, prospect of of him uh out of cincinnati pretty quick guy and i i just like the offense better in baltimore you know i know they do have obj and you know bateman but i still think that there's a a spot that could be lined out for tyler scott yeah i I was watching tyler scott the other day Uh, i liked the film um fun player to watch and Definitely could add something to this Baltimore offense with the pieces they currently have. So uh, I think that's a good pick here late in the second. Um, You know, even though it's a low passing volume, it's kind of the same along the line, you know, similar along the lines of Jonathan Mingo going to Atlanta um, where, you know, you're not all that excited about how the offense is going to run, but uh, they got a shot to, uh, you know, have a, have a pretty early impact for that team based on the depth chart there. So, I like that pick. This is a pretty crazy stat from him. 10 of his 14 career touchdowns went for 30 plus yards. <laughs> Ooh. Say he's a deep threat is an understatement. No kidding. Yeah, his, his NFL comparison is T.Y. Hilton, but 
I think he's got a little bit more speed to him too. So, I mean, if you've got 30 plus yard touchdowns, that could be, you know, pretty big for um, Lamar Jackson too. So, and he's a third. The Ravens become like the new Raiders and just going for fast receivers. No, that's Miami. (laughs) That is Miami. It's working out better for Miami than it ever did for the Raiders. (laughs) They made the playoffs. I am not making that joke again. Yeah. <laughs> I was talking about that joke to my buddy. I was like, man, he's like, you know, how's the podcast going? You'll talk about it. I was like, oh, it's good. I was like, I really messed up though. It made probably the darkest, worst joke I could have last week though. But yeah. it made me laugh. Well, it it yeah. made me laugh too, but it was terrible. It was really bad. Uh, well, boys, I hate to be a contrarian, but I completely disagree with the both the things that you guys both last said. Uh, I love these tight end landing spots. Uh, All right. Kincaid going top 15 to the Packers. I'm going to assume Jordan Love is their quarterback. They're trying to get him weapons. Uh, He's the best receiving tight end there. Um, I I don't know if he'll produce the first year. Um, I said last week uh, he's my tight end one. He plays stylistically like Kelsey. Um, He's more of a receiver than the... Uh, blocking or combo tight end. Um, so I am going to take him there. I think that's fantastic value. Um, getting a top 15 pick at the end of round two on a 12 team, that's insane. Um, but even even though I'm not taking Mayer, uh, yeah, yes, Ingram is there, but tight ends take time to develop. So Ingram's there on a uh, franchise contract. If he doesn't ball out, he may not be there past this year. And then Mayer inherits that team with uh, an ascending Lawrence and it's just an ascending team in general in a bad division. I, I don't hate that at all. Yeah, I think I'm a little bit with you, Zach. I like I do like the Dalton Kincaid landing spot because of the draft capital. Uh, the Michael Mayer one, I'm kind of more with you, Ritter, because I think Ingram has solidified himself there. Like They obviously want him on the team. They talked about uh, earlier today, I was seeing that they're uh they'd like to sign him to a longer contract before otas or before before uh training camp i mean so um you know things it's tough with these rookie tight ends they rarely do anything and that's why it's really hard to spend draft capital on them and i would urge people like try and stay away from spending first round draft capital on any of these tight ends, especially when there's some like several good prospects here that you it's can a probably, deep tight end class. Yeah. You should be able to scoop one up like late in the second or in the third round of your rookie drafts and find, you know, if, if you need to add some tight end depth to your roster and um, you're, you're hoping for a home run with one of these guys. And we, we really have no way of knowing who could end up in that situation where, uh, you know, two or three years from now, they're going to have a massive target share because of the way that the teams run. That's just a really unpredictable thing. So, I mean, George Kittle took forever to develop, and now yeah. he's you no. Know. And I don't, I don't hate drafting Kincaid or Mayer at eleven or twelve. I mean, most most teams picking at eleven and twelve are either they've won it, they're competing. They probably already have an established tight end and they're going to be sitting on your bench anyways, waiting for them to take off. So it's not that I I necessarily hate taking either one of those guys at 11 or 12 in the the second round. I just, I did kind of like, you know, Tyler Scott a little bit, but I, I don't hate either one of those guys. I think the talent is there. 
I personally love tight ends. I would draft them a lot higher than I think all of you. Um, and I think it's because partly because I'm looking a couple years in the future. So my mindset is baking in that I don't need immediate success. I think I like Michael Mayer as my one just because if I'm contending, if just because he, I think with the blocking and the overall completeness of his game, he's going to be a day one contributor no matter where he goes. However, um, I don't, I don't know. I just like, I didn't like their landing spot specifically in terms of how this was. And I saw it falling. If you guys or, you know, whatever draft, I see a couple of them being taken. I would definitely jump them up my board. Like I, you know, just seeing trends. And I think that's something you should always follow. If there are people that you really like, you shouldn't be afraid to go for the talent. I think that the tight end talent is better than a lot of the receiver talent. Um, you know, I just trusted that one would fall to me, and with this, I would expect <coughs> to still get, um, you know, well, one of my top five choices in the third round. So that's what makes yeah, me comfortable. Keep in mind, he was the last pick of our. We took we had one tight end go the the very last pick of our our two round draft, and that's also with most of the running backs not even being on Kuiper's mock. You know, running backs in general are going to be valued. They're going to go early and often. Which could even further push tight ends back. Uh, That's fair too. I just it just depends on like what you know what the trends are within your own draft. And I think that you know, like I said, I don't really love the receivers, but I I do like the long term appeal of receivers. So it's a you know give and take. So I I don't mind if I really felt like there was what for whatever reason in your room there's a run on tight end. You really want to make sure you grab somebody. I mean, I don't say overreach, but reaching a little bit is okay. And I'm more than comfortable with them taking like a couple of these guys the second round, early second round, if I really like liked my overall team otherwise as well. Well, when's the next time we get together? It's after the draft, right? Uh, yeah, um, the NFL draft yeah. will be completed when we get together next Sunday, I think, if we can do that. Let's break that bad dog down. Yeah, yeah that's so exciting. Oh, I can't wait. Do you want to do a quick recap, Jordan? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we started the first round very chalk. Uh, Bijan Robinson, 101. Then Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson, Jackson Smith, and Jigba. Then we mixed it up a little bit. We had Jordan Addison at the 1-6. Will Levis, Quentin Johnston, Zay Flowers, Hendon Hooker, Josh Downs and Jameer Gibbs fell clear to the 12th pick of the first round because of his landing spot and the landing spot of spots of the guys ahead of him. Uh, at the two one, we had Zach Charbonnet followed by Devin a chain, uh, Jalen Hyatt, Marvin Mims, Kendra Miller, Roshan Johnson, Nathaniel Dell, also known as tank, I guess Ty J Spears, Jonathan Mingo, Cedric Tillman, Tyler Scott, and finished it off with Dalton Kincaid at the 212. Love it. Very nicely done, gentlemen. What do you uh, call a small tank? Can I ask each of you, since we got a couple minutes left before we hit an hour, if you look at the draft board currently, uh, is there a name that sticks out to you that you're really looking for this upcoming draft to see where they land uh who you're hoping has like day one or day two draft capital so you can be excited about them heading into your rookie drafts i'm gonna cheat and say any running back with day two capital 
Yeah, like I was going to say Charbonnet, A-Chain. Those are two guys that I... Charbonnet in particular, I'm really curious where he's going to end up. Uh, (laughs) I really, really liked the Bengals landing spot for him. Um, So I am curious where he's going to go. But yeah, I, I think Charbonnet is the one for me. Well, Charbonnet is one for me too, but I meant of the undrafted guys. Oh, probably Tank Bigsby. Tank Bigsby. Okay, Uh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, Um, yeah, Sean Tucker, Tank. Um, Oh, you know what? Israel Abanaconda. That's a popular name. That's a name I was going to mention for sure. So yeah, Izzy. Um, And the rest of the tight ends, like I said, if they were to been mixed up. you know, depending on the different spot, I definitely would have uh, valued things a little bit differently. Um, the other thing was uh, AT Perry. I hear a lot of people talking about right now. So, you know, I'm curious. I don't. I don't really trust uh, New Orleans right now, but yeah, something to keep an eye out for. I, All right. More out of a morbid curiosity, I want to see how far Kayshawn Booty Boutte, how we pronounce it, falls. Because okay. I mean, this time last year he was talked in the same league as JSN. As being like even up there with uh, with Bijan, like you know, it was supposed to be. This is still a loaded draft class, but they were they were talked much higher than they are currently being talked, and he's specifically has just fallen off a cliff. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm curious how far he slides, and if he lands in a later round, he could end up on a good team and bounce back and produce. So it could be a he could be a steal. The one I mean, for me. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, the nope. one for me would be Bryce Ford Wheaton. Guy's an athletic freak, tested insane at the combine. He's 6'3", 224 at wide receiver. So uh, if he can get up into the third round, I'd be pretty excited about him. Yeah. Um, one that we we didn't mention because, you know, like I said, we didn't really focus on uh, tight ends. But at one landing spot for a tight end, I'm not super excited about. But in, in this three round was uh, uh, Tucker Craft. For Las Vegas, because they lost Waller, but also uh, uh, Moreau. You know, he had his yeah. uh, cancer diagnosis, so they—that's a bereft room. He's going to have all the opportunity in the world. No, that's a good call out too. Um, and I'm sure you know if we have some any tight end that does go to Las Vegas sometime during this draft is going to get some hype. Third round draft capital would be pretty good, and uh, Tucker Craft has some good tape as well. So that uh, that's a good call out, Ritter. I'm still saying it now before the draft happens. Vegas drafts Hendon Hooker. Don't say that. I'm just I'm put I'm <laughs> saying it right now, so it's on record before the draft at their current Vegas spot. Drafts. So what's the punishment when you get it wrong? If if we get Hen and Hooker in the second, I'll be fine with it. If we take Hen and Hooker with the seventh overall pick, I will be very upset. So that's probably uh, what'll happen. We might trade up that, for him. That's that's what I'm saying. Something crazy is gonna happen, and I could just see Vegas taking Hen and You gotta get your guys trade, you know? down. trade up with Seattle to the fifth pick and take him. Yeah, yeah I can see it. It's I mean, going to be like just QB domino and they're going to freak out and they're going to be like, we got to go get him. And they're going to Houston shopping their pick. You may as well, you know, give up that future capital. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just wanted to put it out there. So when it happens, if we moved up to two to get Stroud, I would be probably pretty excited about that. I would not, but that's just, you know, because of things. 
Fingers crossed. So, uh, all right, guys. Well, that'll do it for uh, episode 60. That is, uh, that's crazy. We are at episode 60. We feels good to be back up and running. Thank you gentlemen for joining us, um, for this mock and we'll be back on next week, breaking down the actual draft and going over our, you know, favorite landing spots, whatever we, what everything actually shook down and where it happened. I'm excited. Yeah, thanks for having me, boys. Thanks for having it. Let's okay. let's uh yeah, let's get back together next week. I'm pumped. And then uh we'll start ramping things up and try and do some more, you know, more than just one episode a week after the draft. Uh yep. so a couple weeks from now, look forward to that. Yeah. All my extracurricular activities will be ending uh next week. So nice. It should be pretty easy for me to get get together. So it is disc golf season now, so I will be doing some disc golfing, but we'll I'll, I'll have plenty of time for the podcast. Yeah. All right. Well you guys have a great night and uh look forward to talking to you guys next week on here.